0: And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, Your Car
2: Insiders. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name's Gary Green and I'm the host of the show. And as always, the easiest way to reach me, easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. If you insist on sending an email, it's Gary Green, It's I'm sorry, it's Gary at com. You can go to Your Car Insiders. You can go to the website. There is a contact page. That email will come to me and I will respond. The one thing I do not like about the emails is there's usually more than one question that you might have. And the second thing is they don't seem to be a very timely fashion. Uh, I'll get an email. I'll check my email at 6 o'clock at night. And then the next day, I'll check my email at 8 in the morning. And an email that was sent at 1245 in the afternoon didn't show up till overnight. So the easiest way to communicate with me is over the phone. Now, I got an email the other day, and it was kind of funny. The gal sent me three emails in regards to a purchase she was trying to do. And as it turned out, it was at a dealership that I know the general manager of the dealership really, really well. So it was kind of funny because the first thing that she sent me was the offer for her trade-in. The offer for her trade-in was for a 2012 Hyundai Elantra. Well, she doesn't have a 2012 Hyundai Elantra. That was two cars ago. So the reason I knew she didn't have an Elantra anymore is when we looked at the numbers that she sent me, the proposal from the dealership, the the trade-in value was $28,000. A 2012 Elantra is not worth $28,000. So she asked me if there was anything I could do to help, and I reached out, and we... Communicated with the general manager of the dealership, and she was concerned she wanted a color and she wanted this and she wanted that. And, you know, we got everything taken care of. But I really appreciated the fact that I responded to her email and I left her a voicemail. And she didn't, we didn't communicate till Monday. And as you know, if you're listening to the radio show on a Saturday morning, the shows are pre recorded. So she called me yesterday. Today's Tuesday. She called me yesterday. We're actually going to go this afternoon to pick her car up. But the funny thing was she didn't want to bother me on a Sunday. I promise you this. If you call me on a Sunday and you don't hear from me, it's for one really good reason. I'm out with my wife and the phone is sitting on the dresser in the bedroom. My mom's been gone since 2017. My kids are grown. My kids know if they don't get me on the phone, and it's really important, they can call my wife, who's their stepmom. I don't, if I'm out with my wife on this, I don't want to take time away from her and answer the phone. So it was just kind of funny when she said she didn't want to bother me. And then when we were talking yesterday, she said to me, I can't talk while I'm at work. So we just had a very nice, you know, text communication. She called me later in the day and she said, I don't want to go out with you to the dealership. You don't have to drive because the dealership is about 60 miles from my house. And I said, I don't, and I didn't tell her this, but I don't send anybody to the dealership by themselves. And it's funny that I say that because I'm sitting across from a guest today and I don't normally bring guests on the show but Will and his wife Joanne are the Guinness Book of World Record holders for the most Hyundais in the last 24 months. And I kind of get a kick out of it because they're the nicest people. And it's kind of a long story and I'm going to tell the story. I got a phone call from a gentleman by the name of John Smith. Now, that's not Will's father, that's Joanne's father. And we communicated, and he decided he wanted to buy a Hyundai. So we went out to the dealership, and this was back, got to be six years at least, because I was still on 1100. So 1100 was before the podcast, and that was before the nine hundred and sixty. So we had spoken and we met at the dealership and we put the deal together and he was thrilled. He was so thrilled he called his daughter and he was telling her all about this and the next thing, she wants to talk to you. Can I come down and get one too at that price? So as a matter of fact, you can. And that's where it all started. And the sad part was, I hate when bad things happen to really nice people. Well, Joanne had a problem with her car. And it was actually something that Hyundai figured out. She was uncomfortable with the car. And not only did she trade the car in, she got, and I mean a little, a little participation help from the manufacturer. And whatever the manufacturer didn't do to try to help, the GM at the dealership did to try to help. She got the car. We got rid of that car. And then she got another car. And she decided she was going to go. She went to a Santa Fe at one point, correct? Correct. Yeah, very short period of time. So what I will tell you about this young lady is don't ever, ever disagree with her and don't try to convince her about something. So the funny thing was, we traded her into a Santa Fe. And she drove the Santa Fe, I don't even think it was six months. A day? Okay. And we traded back and she got a... Another Tucson. Then the new body style Tucson came out, and I believe she now has a new body style Tucson. She does. And her sister had called me, and we went and looked at a Toyota Highlander. And it was kind of a funny story because they wanted an orange car. And Hyundai made a color that was very similar to orange, not quite pumpkin orange, but certainly not red. So we went and we drove a Highlander, and his brother-in-law, Steve, is one of the most diligent people that absolutely knew what he was talking about, knew what he was looking for, and knew what the differences were in the vehicles based on what he had read, and he had really good information. So we drove out to the Hyundai dealership after the Toyota dealership, and after they drove the car, he looked at me and said, I'm surprised I'm going to tell you this, but we're going to buy this car, not the Highlander. Now, I'm not going to say for everybody a Santa Fe is a better choice than a Highlander, and I'm not going to say that a Highlander is a better choice than the Santa Fe. They really, really liked the color. And all of a sudden, Will gets involved in the picture, and Will gets a car and he buys a Santa Fe. And what Will didn't like about the Santa Fe was what I don't like about a lot of cars. I call it the floating laptop that sits on top of the dashboard. And how long did you have that one? Did I make it two months? And he calls me up and says, I can't stand it either. And we traded it in, and he bought a Palisade. And he drove the Palisade for a while. And one thing that Will couldn't get accustomed to, he didn't like the slippery feeling of the leather interior. So I was joking around, with Will, and I said, Will, you're not allowed to go on the Internet. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You need to not look at, I think it's called an XRT. XRT trim level. Don't do it. Don't do it. So what happens? I did it. He did it. And now what is he driving? XRT. (laughs) So what ended up happening was he had a vehicle that is a very, very difficult car to get right now. Hyundai is not delivering all-wheel drive Palisades to the Valley. A lot of the warmer states. So, and I will tell you this: I really like the Santa Fe, okay, and I really like the Palisade. But if you don't need the third row seat, and the and the third row seats really for short commutes, it's not something you're going to load six adults in and go for a trip to Disneyland. But the funny thing was, we went down to the dealership, and Will wants all wheel drive. Well, Will has all-wheel drive, and everything we've looked at for Will has been all-wheel drive. So we end up; he trades the car for the XRT Santa Fe. Now, are you happy with the new car? What pop-up display? Yep, <laughs> it went away. Yep, it's 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 amazing to me. It makes me crazy that that pop-up. It looks like a laptop an iPad sitting on top of the dashboard. Now, it's all over the place, and where it really started, believe it or not, was Mercedes-Benz. And one of the guys in the Mercedes-Benz dealership, the objection, he was getting a lot of objections to it. And I really like my car. I have a driver's cockpit, kind of. My seat molds into a center console that comes up to the top of the dashboard and everything's in the control panel. I like that. I don't like these things sitting on top. So I was talking to my friend at the Mercedes deal. He said, Gary, he says, we get the objection. I get it all the time. He said, and what I explained to people is Mercedes Benz is exploring the fact that they are going to have a Laptop type dash cluster that will be removable from the vehicle and you'll be able to take it into the house and hook it up to your computer and download everything from your computer to the, the laptop so that when you go out the next day, everything that was on your home computer is now on your dashboard. They still haven't done that. But it was great when he told me. And now, now did they talk about it? Do, I don't, I've never read anything about it. Does it make a lot of sense? I think it would be a killer idea. I really do. But it's just a matter of things that you like. And it, it's funny because, you know, Will makes me laugh. He won't buy a car without my help, and he doesn't like to buy a car if the gym at the Hyundai dealership's not involved. I want to send out a very special thanks to b and Auto Sales, located at 15220 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona. They are just short of Just south of greenway on the east side of 32nd street my name is gary green i'm the host of the show easiest way to reach me it's 602-525-1370 once again 602-525-1370 i'm not selling you anything i'm helping you buy a car
1: Valley.
2: Welcome back to your car Insiders on 960 the Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green, and as always, the easiest way to reach me, pick up the phone, 602 602- Five two five one three seven zero. All I ask is that if you call and I don't answer the phone, and there's a good chance I'm not going to answer the phone because of all of the spam calls that go on out there, all these text messages that you get about this and that, I, I am a wonderful person at communicating. I promise you I will return your phone call. Once again, I want to send out a very special thanks to Rich and Troy at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. You know, it was kind of funny. I had a friend of mine the other day. He calls me up, and he wants to buy a $15,000 SUV with low miles on it. And I'm like, David, you just don't understand what's going on right now. So he turns around and says, well, you know, I, I really wouldn't mind. Maybe, like, if we can find a Kia Soul. So I call Adam at the Hyundai store because he's got to use Kia Soul. And we'll smile him because that's who we got all these Hyundais from for his family. And Adam said, Gary, I can't sell the car. It's it's just not a nice car and we're just going to take it to the auction. Now, a lot of dealerships, when you call, uh, they may not tell you it's not a nice car. They may tell you when can you be here. And I will tell you this, If you go to a car dealership and you're looking at a used car and you're out in the trade pen and you see the letters WS on the top of the windshield, WS doesn't stand for windshield. It stands for wholesale, which means that the dealership at some point had no intentions of selling that car to a retail customer. So what happens when people that are looking for these inexpensive cars and when I say inexpensive I'm not talking 5-6000 dollar cars anymore. I'm talking inexpensive you know 12 to 18 grand. So if the cars in the back, you want to make sure that it's absolutely been through the shop, what's been done is the vehicle in good condition and why were they going to wholesale it. So I look online and what do I find after that car's gone? Lundy's period of Volkswagen. They have a Kia Soul, 70,000 miles. It's pretty darn close to the budget that he was thinking about. And he wanted to know, hey, can we put this much on a credit card? And I, Can I write a check for the yes, check for the rest? Absolutely. Now, the only thing that took long to get the deal done was David was a little bit late. He told me he was going to be there at 20 to 9. He showed up at 9.05 and that was no big deal. But I think we were down the road burning gas at about 9.45. It's it's something I need people to understand. If you're going to call me and ask me for the name of the dealership that you recommend, that I recommend for something, you're not going to be treated the same way if I'm not sitting there with you. Things get lost in the translation, I like to say it, but things that they might try to do with me not there, they're not going to do while I'm there. And even an example was Will and I went to get the car, and we did all the paperwork, and I'm pretty sure he was afraid to go home. You know I was. (laughs) Because his wife wanted to be on the paperwork. Now, I'm not going to ever, ever question what a client wants, but I will tell you this. If you go to the car dealership, and you wanna be on the title to the car, and you're not paying cash, you need to be on the loan. And with these folks, being on the loans, is not a big deal, okay? I'm not worried about their credit except for the fact that it's locked. And I'm not picking on him. I'm just talking about things that you as a consumer need to make sure you take care of. If you're going to buy a car, okay, don't unlock your credit. Bring with you your password and your login so that you can go in And do it because they didn't have to unlock all three bureaus. They just needed to unlock TransUnion. But some banks may not use TransUnion. So what I tell people is if we're going, I'm asking you a couple of questions. Do you have an insurance card with your name on it? That's current. Do you have your credit locked? Because if they can't pull your credit, you can't tell them, my score on Credit Karma is this. Okay, I had three people in the last month have their credit locked. Now, it was not a problem helping Will because the GM of the dealership knew him and knew that his wife would get the credit in a lock that night, and Will went home with the car. If you show up by yourself and they can't pull your credit and you're leaving with a $40,000 car, They're not. you're not signing the contract until they can pull your credit. Now, if I didn't know, Will, I would have said, get your credit unlocked and we'll come back. I'm not worried about it because I would have bet my life what their credit scores were. And I knew it wasn't going to be an issue. But I've helped three of my friends' kids, and that's unusual. Usually when someone calls me and says, I need you to help my son, or I need you to help my daughter, it doesn't work a lot of times because they think they understand the car business better than I do. And sometimes they're actually really, really smart, and sometimes they actually get it and they know what they're doing. But one of the things that I had happen twice this week is I had kids that, one... The father and daughter bought the car and they paid cash. And the title to the car was in both their names. And it was an or title, which meant the daughter could sign. However, the insurance card was in mom and dad's name. So when we got to the dealership, we're all done. The insurance card is not in her name. Dad sends me the declaration page to the insurance policy. Daughter's name is nowhere to be found. On the declaration page. She didn't need to be on the declaration page because her dad's name was on the car. Now, unlike the salesman in the car dealership, I spent about 45 minutes in the GM's office, just me and her. I called Progressive and I got her insurance. Now, boy, was she surprised when she found out how much insurance was. She couldn't believe that the insurance in her name only was that cheap. And I actually got her better coverage than was on the policy that her family had. Uh, there, There's things you need to understand when you're shopping for insurance. What are my liabilities? What are my deductibles? And do I have uninsured and underinsured motorist insurance. Those are very important things. And the one thing I will tell you about car insurance is you don't want to find out what you don't have when you need it. Because if you need it, you are out of luck adding it to the policy after you need it. You can't call up and say, hey, I had an accident. I want to change my deductible to 500. It was a thousand. Or I got hit by somebody who doesn't have insurance. I'm not an insurance salesman. I know enough about insurance, though, to be very dangerous. I help people buy cars. I will tell you this. If you go to buy a car and you find out when you get home the next day that your insurance went up $200 a month or $400 over six months, you can't return the car because of that. My name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show and the easiest way to reach me, 602-525-1370. Very special thanks to Joey Staples and his team at Earnhardt Honda in Avondale, Arizona.
1: Valley.
2: Welcome back to your car Insiders on side on 960 the Patriot. Once again, the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. Very special thanks to Chad Sasan and his team at Rodeo Kia in Avondale, Arizona. You know, during the break I was chatting with Will and Will wanted to ask something about gap insurance. And Believe it or not, today, gap insurance is probably more important than ever based on what's gone on with people paying over MSRP for cars and people paying high values on used cars. And gap insurance, very simple, is if you finance a car and you put no money down, you now not only finance the entire car, you t- finance your tax, your license, and your dock fee. Now, what most finance managers will not tell you is that when your insurance company pays you off, they pay you on the sales tax. So if something happens, you may not lose all the sales tax. Your license plates are prorated for a refund, but you're losing your dock fee. If, if something happens in the first 60 days, and you bought a car, and you put no money down, depending on your insurance company, you could have a problem. I highly recommend gap insurance in those circumstances. And a lot of people say to me, well, I'll get the gap through my insurance company. So the question becomes this, and you ask your insurance agent, if I get gap through the insurance company, who pays the deductible? You do. If you buy Gap through the car dealership, I've never seen one of those policies that it does not cover the deductible. And the most important thing about Gap is remember this. If you have a separate policy from a third party, so now you, God forbid you have an accident. So it's you, the Gap Insurance Company, and your insurance company the gap company is going to help you with any deficiency that your insurance company is going to pay, not pay, I should say, if your car is a total loss. However, if the gap company and your insurance company are the same company, they're going to do what's best for them. So if your car is close to a total loss, and they can fix the car for less money than paying off the gap insurance claim, which direction do you think your insurance company is going to go with? The one that benefits them the most. Now, I have a friend of mine that bought a Palisade. 800 miles later, his wife got T-boned, and the car was crushed. And I mean crushed to the point that there was going to be cutting of front suspension off the car to try to fix the car. So we had the car towed to a body shop where I know the owner and I know my friend knows the owner because unfortunately he's had to use him. And he gets his car totaled. Now one thing that I don't ever do is I'm not taking you car shopping until you have the check in your hand because you never know what's going to happen. So we go to the Hyundai dealership. We walk in and Neil's wife sees the new Palisade sitting on the showroom floor and she has the total Palisade that they're not paid on yet. Neil, I really don't want to do this. Gary, don't worry about it. The car's total, blah, blah, blah. I spoke to my insurance company. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. We buy the car. Two days later, I get a phone call from the guy at the body shop. The guy that hit Neil doesn't have enough insurance to cover all the total loss of his car, so it got put back on his uninsured, underinsured motorist insurance, and now his insurance company isn't totaling the car. So what does Neil have now? Two Palisades. Exactly the same color, exactly the same options. Now, is he mad at me? Gary, you told me. I said, Neil, it's the first time I've ever seen this happen, but it happened to you. So let... Let Ronnie deal with this. Don't you call your insurance company. Let Ronnie deal with this. It took not a day, but not three weeks. Somewhere in between a day and three weeks, it took to get the car totaled. And Neil's attitude was, was, I guess my new car is going to be a palisade that looks exactly like my wife's because she's not going to take the one that was wrecked. It'll be my car. Now, he needs a car. Because he's got a 250,000 mile Prius. Okay, always understand what you're insured for. Always understand if you need gap insurance. Always understand that if you're putting $15,000 down and you're getting a great deal on a car and the finance manager is trying to convince you to buy gap, get up and run.
3: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
2: back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. And as always, the easiest way to reach me is you pick up the phone. You call me at 602-525-1370. Once again, it's 602-525-1370. If for any reason you feel the need that you want to start with an email, I'm okay with that. You can go to the Your Car Insiders website. You can find a contact page on the website. If you send that email, it's probably somewhere around 24 hours that I will get back to you. If you put a phone number in there, I might call you. If you don't put a phone number in there, I might ask you to call me. But the best part about reaching out to me is if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to ever speak to me again. And it, it's kind of funny because I've been in the car business since 1988 and October of 1988. So my math tells me 34 years. And I've heard a phrase the last couple of months twice. And both of those people that use that phrase, I severed my relationship with them. And the term that they used was they were doing their due diligence. I don't sell cars. I don't treat people like a salesperson treats a customer in a car dealership. Okay, If you tell me I was just doing my due diligence and I sent an internet inquiry to the car dealership that I'm working with to try to help you, to me, it's not due diligence. It's you telling me you don't trust what I'm going to tell you. Now, the gal that i 'm going to help she found out about me after she reached out to the dealership, so she forwarded everything to me that she had from the car dealership and it's not a big savings that I got her it's only a sixty month loan and a hundred bucks a month and i'm not saying I can do that in every instance, but I'm pretty confident to say I can do better than you can do, and the four hundred dollars that I charge. You're really not paying it because if I didn't save you the money, I wouldn't help you buy the car. I don't care if you don't buy the car. All I care about is don't treat me like a salesperson in a car dealership. One of the gals that I had this, her boyfriend had got a car from me and with my help and he was looking for a Toyota Tacoma. And he kept telling, well, I saw this one here, I saw this one there, I saw this one here, I saw that one. said, if you can be patient, this is what I can get you a brand new Tacoma for. And his exact words were, that's less than a used one. That's correct. So we bought the truck. Then his fiancé reaches out to me. And she kept using this due diligence thing, due deal. And she actually sent an email to the dealership that I was going to deal with. And I really don't like to get involved. So what I did was I called a friend of mine at the dealership and said, Hey, you know her boyfriend. You sold him a car. I don't want to be involved. It's too much brain damage for me. And the funny thing about it was when it was all, she wanted to know what her not running salvage title, Infinity, was worth. Well, folks, if your car is not running, the car dealership doesn't want your car. And anything that they're giving you over a couple of hundred dollars is called an over allowance. And they're adding it to the price of the car. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have a car that's in great, great condition and it's not running and it's something they can fix, they might actually put the money in the car. There is no rhyme or reason to what a trade-in's worth. And when somebody asks me, what do I think the car's worth, it doesn't matter what I think your trade-in's worth because I'm not buying it. But I know how to get you the most for your trade, and it's not by waiting till the whole deal's negotiated and throw the trade in at the end. Okay, it's understanding how to juggle everything at the same time. It was funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday who got a, he got he's a general manager of a different dealership for the same dealer group. So he sent me a text. We were talking about something. He says, well, I'm waiting for the salesman to get here. Their system's a little different than my old system. I need him to. So I took out a piece of paper and I drew a cross on it. And I wrote on, on the top. And I shouldn't say cross. A plus sign. Made a four square out of it. And it said on the top right, today's selling price. Below that, trade value. To the left of that, I wrote down payment general uh lender generally requires 25 percent and on top of that was the monthly payment so i sent him let's go back to the old system until the guy gets here and we figured out the deal and i called the gal and like i said we're going to go pick her car up today but the car business has not changed okay it's price of the car What's my trade-in worth? What's the interest rate that I'm going to get for my car loan? And how much is a service contract if I want one? Now, I laugh when when I said the service contract thing. Will and his wife have never bought a service contract. Why should we? Because you don't keep the car long enough. Okay, So Hyundai has a wonderful product. It's called a wrap. So when you buy a Hyundai, you do get the best warranty that's out there today. And what I try to explain to people, it's five years and 60,000 miles in the last six cars that I helped them get. If you added up all the miles, it's not five years and 60,000 miles. He's laughing as I say this, but if you're going to keep the car longer than five years, there's nothing wrong with buying the wrap because what the wrap does is it takes that internally lubricated component in The powertrain warranty and makes the entire car 10 years, 100,000 miles. Same exclusions as the factory warranty. They don't cover trim items and they don't cover batteries. They don't cover wear items, belts, hoses, brakes. But my biggest pet peeve in the world, and it's one of them, I shouldn't say biggest, paying to fix my car. Now, people say, I don't, they don't break. How many miles are on your Santa Fe? Wait, I'm sorry, on your Palisade when we traded it? 8,600. How did it get to the dealership before you traded it in? Toad. Okay, <laughs> because they're cars. And it's, it happens. I mean, I have a friend of mine that bought a Cadillac Escalade, and at 375 miles, he sent me a picture of it. The starter died in the car. So it was one of those things when you pull up to the stop sign and the car shuts off, and then when you take your foot off the brake, it restarts, it didn't restart. So cars break. I have a warranty on my car. I will tell you that in the past month, I've had two repairs done that covered the entire cost of the warranty. The only problem that I have was I don't drive 20,000 miles a year anymore. I have a car that's four years old with 50 some odd thousand miles on it. And my plan was to have 100,000 miles on the car, trade it in in five years and get a new car. Now I have to figure out, do I trade it in in five years with 70,000 miles on it because the is expired or do I look at getting another warranty? Okay, I'm not a fan of any of these warranties that call you on the phone, that mail you something in the mail, your warranty is about to expire. And this is our last, this is the last chance that you have. We're no longer going to reach out to you, but it it never is. It never is. Yeah. They they keep sending it. So we got one the other day and it came to the house and it was, you know, about my wife's car that hurt her Dodge, you know, but it was to my wife, but it doesn't say anything about her car. And all it says is coverage TBD to be determined, price to be determined. And I called once, and the last thing they said to me before I got off the phone was, if I don't buy the coverage right now, I will have to have the car inspected before I can buy the coverage. Now, there was a uh, American Greed years ago had an episode about the two brothers that were selling third-party warranties that were written by Sharman or Quilted Northern, because that's what the paper was worth that these contracts. they went to jail for this, and they had to make restitution. But the problem with the restitution is it never makes the poor, the, the person that was taken advantage of whole. You know, And I always joke around. I talk about the class action lawsuits. So, you know, you get the letter in the mail that there's a class action lawsuit, and then you find out that the lawyer's got $12 million, and then you get your check for 17 bucks. Uh, The only person that really benefits, in my opinion, from a bulk, not all of them, a bulk of these class action lawsuits are the attorneys. Okay? I try to help people when they have problems. If there's a situation that I can get involved in and help you, but I am not a lawyer, I am not going to fight a huge car dealership against for you, uh, I will give you advice that you can take to go there with, but don't mention my name. Don't tell them I told you this. you know. And, and remember, the most important thing, if you show up at the car dealership and you buy a car, And you sign the contract. You own the car. And there's a different interpretation. Some people say it's taking possession of the car. Some people say it's executing of the contract. Executing of the contract means you signed your name on the contract. Okay? There is no three-day right of rescission in the state of Arizona. And I will say it again, and I jokingly say it. If for any reason you don't want to be on, don't want the car, and they call you and tell you they have great news, when can you be here, and you walk into that office, you are not obligated to sign that contract if it's not the one you signed that day. Be prepared, though, however, to give your car back. Now, I had a circumstance once where the gal called me after her son did something really foolish and he went to the car dealership 9,000 times. And they finally got sick of him coming in and they shoved his butt in the car. They shoved his butt in the car with a payment they were never going to get him approved at. So, what they thought was that mom would come in and cosign. She calls me up. She tells me what's going on and I tell her what to do. I tell her who to speak to, tell her what to expect. And I told her, you have a little bit of leverage right now because you're telling me that they don't have his deal approved and they sold his trade in. Well, I told her everything and then she spoke to somebody else who obviously was smarter than me. So she went in to the dealership and asked for three times the amount of money that I told her they would give her without blinking, which was way more what they showed on the paperwork. So she ta- she calls me back and says, I asked her well, what happened. She says, well, they asked me to leave. So what do you mean they asked me? Well, when I told them what I wanted, they handed me the business card for the attorney for the dealer group and told me that I was going to have to deal with him. What she wanted was way past what the dealership was willing to do or what the dealership actually needed to do. Now the dealership did something really stupid. They sold the car so they needed the title to the car and if they didn't get the title they were going to have to get that car back so they wanted to end the thing. So she ends up telling them when they brought up the fact that you do realize that your son traded in a car that was not his it was in your name and she told them well don't go down that avenue well that's absolutely the avenue they're going to go down if you end up in court your son fraudulently traded your car in my name is Gary Green. I'm the host of this show. And as always, easiest way to reach me, 602-525-1370. Very special thanks to BNN Auto Sales, Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen in Peoria, and my friends at the Earnhardt Auto Centers, Joey Staples, Adam Breen, David Garcia, Alex Medina, Chad Tassan, Ron Paff. They make it super simple.